How long was it from deciding to do a box set to actually having it done? You know, I have some very, very good friends who suggested to me to begin this box set. And I was in a very bad way at the time. COVID had just started. The riots had just started. I had watched them, both events taking place from a hospital bed. I was in very sad shape and watching the world burning, mm -hmm. black oil, smoke, riving up into the air, people marching down their main streets, tear gas, pepper, pepper gas, people yelling and screaming in each other's face, shooting at each other, rubber bullets, watched it all go down from a hospital bed days from death mm -hmm. i was sick as a dog but in a way it kept me from going out into the street because i felt so guilty that i wasn't participating this time the 92 riots i was there and i was younger mm -hmm. and i and i played played out the the 92 riots all the way through until you know people stopped stealing and, and setting things on fire and and the, and the city kind of got a grip this time boy this time i think this was uh this was worse way worse mm -hmm. this time period is the most amazing time period i've ever lived through uh, last four years has been the most trying four years of my life and uh it goes from what a most most amazing place that we have here this this earth i look at it like this it's it's a vehicle that travels through the universe and it's like uh the vehicle is called earth mm -hmm. and and uh it's floating through the universe, but it's got these amazing things called rivers and streams and oceans, and then plenty of land. And on the land is animals, wild animals, and and amazing people and inventions. And today, I look out at the world, and the world to me is wondrous. Mm -hmm. There's no other word short. Of, of wonder and wondrous. I see the, how wonderful the world is, really see it. And, and it makes me want to, to keep, the, keep the world going in the, in, the, in the direction of, hold on one second. We're, we're on a roll here, Garen. <laughs> we're on a roll here. And of course you're making the, the, play, the world a better place through music. So if we say box set, as somebody who's been listening to your music for decades, somebody who, who played some of your music at his wedding, that was my wife suggesting it and us doing it. What song? Well, we had a great dance party. You know, you know that like Soul Train thing where you split the crowd into two and then the people go in that? We did that to Ben Caught Stealing. I, I tried love to get, that. 
I tried to get pets played uh, during the cocktail hour. I'm not sure if we did get that to happen. <laughs> I love doing that uh, Soul Train line. I have a trampoline that I, I have. It's um, a gra ground level trampoline. I got it from the boys when they were little. One day, I hope to turn it into a swimming pool. But in the meantime, it's level. And I do, when I have parties, we split up and uh, we start a soul train line and we do this soul train line on a trampoline. Wow. Well, <laughs> well, if I can steer towards a compliment right here, growing up on Long Island, living on Long Island, we're trained to think of Billy Joel and Eddie Money as our Long Island musical heroes, but you spent a considerable amount of your childhood here, and people don't usually associate you with Long Island. Do you have memories of growing up here? Sure. I grew, uh, you know, from birth to uh, age 13. So let me tell you my, my favorite memories. I was, um, I lived and grew up as a young man during the time when Joe Namath was the quarterback for the New York Jets. I was, um, I was around when the New York Knicks and Walt Frazier were the world's champions. And then Earl Monroe joined up and Willis Reed was on the team too, mm -hmm. along with Phil Jackson. And then um, the Miracle Mets happened and Tom Seaver. Yeah. And so I was really good luck. Wherever I would go, there'd be championships. The year that I finally left New York, I moved down to Florida and we lived in Miami Beach. And that year, Bob Greasy and the, and the Miami Dolphins had, the, had the, uh, that, that famous year where the, uh, the team never lost. They were 36 and uh, I don't know what they were. They didn't lose a playoff game. They didn't lose a, a, a seasonal game. And they won the uh, Super Bowl that year. Yeah, the so, Donatella Miami yeah. Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, and then when I finally moved out to to California, I came out here by myself on a Greyhound bus, and it wasn't it wasn't but a year or two when um, they they had Kareem Abdul Jabbar um, change his name from Lou Alcindor, and he hooked up with Magic Johnson. And I was going downtown and watching the parade for the world's champion, Los Angeles Lakers. So sports have um, always brought good luck to the, to the city teams, the local teams, you know. Um, but back to, back to New York and my memories of New York, my happy memories of it. Um, I just remember, you know, I worked in, my dad worked on 47th Street, the Diamond District. Mm -hmm. So as a young man, he taught me the trade of jewelry. I learned uh, the art, the craftsmanship of being a jeweler. My dad was a, a, a true craftsman. So he taught me lost wax casting. I can make you, uh, you know, uh, a, a ring or a necklace and, um, I wasn't very good with a with the blowtorch. I left the tough stuff to him. Occasionally, he'd let me try to fix something, and uh, I it up. And I would over melt the gold and uh, mess up the pr a prong. And uh, I was I ended up to get 
pretty pretty afraid my dad say hey here's something i'd look at it uh my dad worked with you know precious stones and sometimes semi-precious stones but a semi-precious stone was something like an opal mm -hmm. and if you heated up an opal too hot it would just crack yeah so one day my dad gave me an opal ring to work on and heated up that ring and i didn't know what i was doing yet and I person's opal and i and i remember feeling so bad because it could have been a family heirloom right you no know? but anyway reason i remember that today of all days is my uh my son i have a 16 year old son and um an 18 year old son and they're following in my footsteps just like i did when i was a young boy i wanted to be i wanted to work with my dad Mm -hmm. And so I would go into, on weekends, I would go to the Diamond District and I'd walk all over New York City with uh, diamonds and jewels in my pocket. People never would have expected I was a kid that had all these jewels and gems in my pocket. But my dad would say, hey, Pat, you know, he'd give me an address and he'd say, go down, go down here and give this guy this stone and this ring and I need you to wait around for him to set it. And then this other guy's going to polish it up for us and bring it back. So I spent many hours just walking around New York city. My dad didn't know it. I would look at, remember FAO Schwartz, I believe it was, oh, yeah. it was yeah. a, a toy store. Sometimes I would kind of ditch work and I'd go and I'd look in the windows of <laughs> that toy store and I just think, Man, I'd just like to spend the whole day walking around in that toy store. It was floors and floors of toys. New York in those days, most of the guys, they would wear trench coats and smoke cigars, and they had greasy hair, you know? And, they, and the whole, whole city kind of smelled like a stale cigar, you know, <laughs> especially in the winter time. You had this smell, a certain smell, and you get on the train, because people in those days, you know, you can smoke, smoke a cigar, smoke a cigarette on the train, and there'd be hustlers, there'd be pimps and their and their um, prostitutes, and they, uh, we would walk by them real quick. My, I remember holding on to my dad's hand. He'd be going, "Come on, Pat! Come on, Pat! We got to catch the next train." And it was all like a, a fast pace. You'd meet up, you wait for you know, uh, the, the light to change, and it would just be filled with people. It would be unlike any other place in the world. Maybe Japan is, was close to how New York used to be, but it would just be filled with people walking for blocks and blocks and blocks to getting to their destination. All different types of people, black people and old people and young people and white people and Irish people and Italians and Jews and and we all kind of accepted each other mm -hmm. you know we went about our business and it was exciting and I and I really I didn't know that people could have such hate for each other growing up as I did in New York I just thought everybody just accepted each other you know we can go into a Chinese restaurant and get a great Chinese meal, uh, you know, um, 
egg drop soup and <laughs> you know and, yeah. and and people would go to delicatessens that weren't jewish and they would love sitting there and talking after they would go to the theater it was such a it was such an interesting great place then the new york knicks started to suck <laughs> it hasn't been the same since Yes, that's, uh, that's the highs and lows of the Knicks. You can definitely measure along with New York sports. But you mentioned that your sons are, are cool with it, what you do for a living, which is fantastic. And your wife has regularly collaborated with you on stage for probably close to 20 years now. Do we hear your wife or your sons on the new box set at all? You hear my wife singing all the time. So I, uh, I, I'm very big fan of of uh well uh johnny cash and june carter believe mm -hmm. it or not i'm very inspired by their love and how they um we were talking about this this morning at tni we don't you know you know that uh i, I was a drug addict for about 40 years solid and um we were talking about could any other woman have put up with me, lasted this long with me, had success, the success that I've had in my lifetime? No other woman could have put up with me. No other woman could have put up with the lifestyle. It's a strange thing because, you know, she said to me, like, why didn't you end up with, we were laughing because we have friends in, uh, in the group Incubus. Oh, yeah. And, um, and uh, he had uh, Carolyn, Carolyn um, his girlfriend, you know, she was a supermodel. Yeah. And we were just kind of laughing at all the friends that we had that uh, had supermodel girlfriends. And, and, and Etsy said, you know, you couldn't have had a supermodel girlfriend. It wouldn't have worked out. And, and you know, and, and she was right. And, I, and the reason was, I told her, because, uh, you know, um, it would have been it would have been too hard to be my girlfriend and still have a career as a supermodel. The kind of lifestyle that I live, man. Hey, it it uh it, it took it took a real strong woman. I mean, she, Etsy put up with a lot of crap from me and got me through a lot of times, brought me back to life, remained beautiful and loyal and faithful and and still she's such a great mother as i told you um well I don't, I don't know if i told you this but my son in the last week almost lost his uh his hand Oops. he was skateboarding and he was holding a bottle and he fell for off the skateboard and smashed the bottle the bottle smashed and severed three nerves three nerves going to uh his out of his five fingers three of the fingers had severed nerves Jeez. and you know what he went uh originally we um his big brother just took him to ucla medical the doctor was like a new doctor and didn't know anything and just sewed him up and sent him on his way and my son if it wasn't for my my wife and her diligence it was the fact that 
he was taken in by his 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 big brother and they thought that he was just a poor kid who had no money and they just sewed him up i've had it happen too mm -hmm. darren when i was a young man i had no money and i was uh and i went to ucla medical same thing i had this terrible toothache and this guy he drilled into my tooth and for a good 20 years i had this terrible tooth because this new first time dentist worked on my teeth because i had no money and basically what it taught me is that the poor they get they get no when it comes to the medical you're on your own pal my my young my young son he would have had a use of only two of his fingers if it hadn't been for the diligence of my wife who just kept on she would say to Isidore, our son, how are you feeling? He would go, oh, it hurts so bad, mom. It hurts so bad. She took him to, again to another doctor. God, I've got, I've got video footage of, uh, out of, I took him to six, six separate doctors to get his hand. Finally, they had to have cadaver cadaver uh, on three of his fingers, um, nerves, cadaver uh, to connect the nerves on his hand in six different spots. He's finally okay. Finally okay. This all just happened yesterday, Darren. Wow. And it made me aware that the poor, they get no service. The poor, they're on their own. The poor, you know, we talk about the stimulus package. One, uh, 1.9 $1 trillion it is. And, and these Republicans, they don't want to help the poor. They don't want to help these poor people. They need help. We've got to help them. We should be ashamed of ourselves. We have the money. Right. And we should be helping them. Well, do, do you have time for another compliment kind of question? No, I've got to one, say one thing I want to ask for, from you, for sure. you. All the people that say no to this stimulus, because you're a writer, I want you to write their names in like the largest font. All the people that say no to this stimulus package, because I want their names throughout history. I want them to be known as the people that said no, that wouldn't help the poor. Okay. Okay. That's, well, that, now I'm ready for your question. <laughs> well, I really admire how you were ahead of the curve with branding in general. It, and it wasn't just Lollapalooza. It wasn't just Enid, what you accomplished with that. It wasn't just with Kind Heaven. You've always been ahead of the curve with realizing the importance of branding. And how much of that was learning or taking an MBA kind of course or just dumb luck and following a dream? Yeah, definitely had more to do with dumb luck than <laughs> taking a course. My course was definitely life. In fact, when it comes to branding Lollapalooza, I was the last festival 
to uh, work with any kind of sponsorship. I refused to. I didn't want, I wanted the, the music to be, to stand on its own and I wanted people to know that they came just to listen to the music. And it wasn't about buying a car or anything else. But what happened was every other festival in the world went and got themselves sponsorship and they were outbidding me. Every year I would start to lose the bids from the acts. The acts would go to the, the highest bidder. Yeah. And, uh, and so I had to make a move. So what I decided was I will only work with people that are reputable, that can help the world. And, and those people should be commended and they should be, they, they, you know, we, we should, I, I have a new project I'm working on now on yet another project. You need and another project. Yes. <laughs> we do need another one because now we've got Lollapalooza and that, that's a big, beautiful project, but we need something else. We need something that's a half the size of Lollapalooza a quarter the size of Lollapalooza, but we need to have discussions. We need, we need to change the world. Right now we have, we have, I keep saying we have a good two years where we can implement changes. Mm -hmm. This, the, 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 my hero right now, the man who I think has got the, the biggest balls is Joe Biden. This man is in his 80s. And he's saying, I'll take, on, I'll take on this mess that I was, that the country is in. I need, I, need, I need some money to help people, to get them out of this. And he's taking on these Republicans, these cowards, these, these people that they could right now be he heroes. We could all be heroes right now. The world is ready for the mitzvah. The world is ready for it. What we've been taught is that we are to go and we'll be blessed when we turn around and then we bless. And that's, and that's what a mitzvah is. Mitzvah is a blessing. And, yeah. and, and in my estimation, that's what the Torah teaches. The, the Torah teaches us that we learn what we can about the universe. We become wiser as we get older. We make our mistakes. But if we can live, live long enough, we get in the position to help people. Mm -hmm. And here we are. I mean, God has also put... You know, he put some knuckleheads out in the world and, and made things very difficult. But he also put some, some tough mother and some guys with big balls and courage. And I kind of feel like I'm one of those guys. Sure. I want to take, I want to take this world and I want to leave this world a better place for my children. I want to, I want to, I want to write music that the world can rock to and, and cry to and get married to and fall in love to 
and and wanna wanna just want to heal. I want I want I want this world to mend. I I wanna I wanna have that feeling of love, and and I think we can do it if we cooperate. We have now in place the internet. The internet is giving us the ability to communicate. Mm-hmm. So we can now share information like we never could before. And we, and we can share information on how something like my son's hand could be healed. You know, get an opinion, get a second opinion, get a third opinion. I had six opinions, but my son's hand is healing. Mm-hmm. In this world, this world is fucked up, but this world can be healed. We have to stay in touch with each other and speak to the great healers. It's not going to be a politician. It's going to be people like you and me, people who can, people who can spread a, a positive message, a good message. How do, we, how do we clean up the air? How do we clean up the water? How do we have good, clean energy? It's all, it's all waiting for us. It's all waiting for us to do mitzvahs. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to help the world. Oh. Give, just give, a, give me a chance. Give us the chance to get out. Yeah. And, and, and my last question for you is, is a much easier one. And that one comes from my wife. And that's, will the movie The Gift ever come out on DVD or Blu-ray or any kind of a special collector's edition? Yeah, I've been working on getting uh, that, that, you know, Warner Brothers is always looking to make some money, right? Yeah. And every year they say, let's do a special box set. I've done special box sets for them. What I want to do with them is I want to put out the movie Gift with a special director's cut. In other words, I will watch the movie and make comments. So you'll know all the things that really were going on behind the scenes, because even though it's a movie and it looks like it's um, some kind of a funny um, a spinal tap type of a setup, that was really my life. Sad to say, but true. Everything that was going on, it was really going on. When I went out there and scored and addressed, and all those people that I was talking to, those guys, they were my dealers and they were my friends. And that wasn't my quack doctor that gave me all those pills that I would take. And those ants that were crawling around in my room. Yeah, man, that was my stale pizza box that, they were, that the, those ants were eating out of in Venice Beach. That was my life. I liked it, but I like, I like my life now. I like my life now more than ever. I like it because, because I honestly feel like now I can do mitzvahs. And, and really, and honestly, Darren, doing a mitzvah, it's better than getting met than get than getting a mitzvah is 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 doing a mitzvah for somebody else 
it's the best feeling. When I went to Sudan and, and I helped three people mm -hmm. from a life of, of bondage, that was, that was the best, that, those are the best moments of my life. I can imagine. Well, thank you for the many years of great music. Looking forward to everything that's coming next from you, whatever the label, whatever the media, and just thank you, Perry. It's my pleasure, Darren. Have a great rest of the day, man. Take care. You too. Outrocast.